1: As uh, dawn breaks on the Missouri, I was about to say Mississippi, Missouri River alongside Kansas City uh, in just two days, kickoff for the 2023 NFL Draft. On social media, you're starting to see the draft prospects that are on their way to Kansas City that will be in the green room, waiting to hear their name called. Welcome inside. Good morning football presented by Ram Trucks live in New York City. Welcome inside our play plan. It's Tuesday, April 25th. I'm Jamie Mm Erdahl, Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCordy. Kyle, we are dressed like this. Why?
2: Uh, it's very simple. So yes. you might remember in off-seasons past, uh, Aaron Rodgers, now Jets quarterback, mm-hmm. was tight and traveling with Miles Tellers so mm-hmm. played uh, Rooster in the biggest movie of the decade, Top Gun Mavericks. So to tie everything together, the pop culture and the football, since Rodgers is everywhere now, we're like, let's dress like Miles Teller in that movie to talk about Aaron Rodgers. That's just our wacky formula. That's it. we going to do the
3: whiplash Miles Teller. Oh. Faster! And we said this movie was a little bit bigger at the box office. Yes. We're
2: just, you know, we're sellouts. They wouldn't let us bring out. a drum set out. Oh Oh, man, can you imagine? Can you imagine?
1: Gone are the mock turtlenecks in are the jumpsuits, which are so comfortable we're not changing ever. A little hard to read the prompter though. Time for the what does it say?
2: It says lead block, lead block!
1: All right, let's take a little spin around the Liberty Memorial revealing Union Station below that's where our own Tom Pellicero is standing by of course bringing us everything we need to know ahead of the NFL draft but also let's talk about what happened yesterday which is a deal finally going down between the New York Jets and the Green Bay Packers sending Aaron Rodgers from the Midwest to the East Coast tell us how these two finds two sides finally got the deal done Tom
4: Well, Jamie, finally, as you said, we have an Aaron Rodgers trade in place that should be official prior to the start of the NFL draft on Thursday. Here's the nuts and bolts fit. The Packers and Jets flop first round picks on Thursday night. Packers move up two spots to 13. Jets move back two spots to 15. The Packers also get one of the Jets' two consecutive second round picks. It's number 42 overall. Teams also will flip-flop late round picks in this year's draft jets move up from the sixth round to the fifth round and then the packers also get a conditional second round pick in next year's draft that can go to a first rounder if Rodgers plays 65 percent of the snaps for the jets this season really how this got done the packers were fixated on trying to get not just the second round pick this year which they did but also getting a first round pick without conditions in 2024 once it became clear in recent days that the Jets were simply not going to do that hard one next year, there needed to be some type of a sweetener. That's where that 13-15 flop ended up coming from in the Packers moving up two spots in round one. So we're going to talk plenty about the Jets and what this means getting a four-time NFL MVP quarterback. But think about this for the Packers. Going back to when Brett Favre replaced an injured Don Mikowski in week three of the 1992 season, the Green Bay Packers have had two haul of Fame quarterbacks for over three decades. Those are massive shoes to fill for Jordan Love, who was their first-round pick three years ago. Matt LaFleur has tried to temper those expectations. He said it repeatedly at the NFL meeting. This is going to be a process with Jordan Love. Yes, there's been a lot of promises, including when he took over for Rodgers after an injury last year against the Eagles, but you've just seen short bursts. Green Bay has seen him every day in practice for three years. That's why they're confident moving forward with Jordan Love as their quarterback. But it certainly is a Packers roster. It is in transition. Now they've got three of the top 45 picks in this year's draft, including number 13 overall, to continue to build around their young, new, they hope, franchise QB. Jamie?
1: Tom, thank you. Yeah, we started the show talking about the Jets' new quarterback, and now we're going to zag to the Packers' new quarterback. We thanks so much. Talk to you in a little bit. Let's look at this trade, again, from the Packers' perspective now Jordan Love, QB1, Peter, where do they go from here? How do they navigate this situation? It's
3: it's a great day for the Packers, too, because Rodgers didn't want to be there. So they're out of limbo. They know now they can finally rip the Band-Aid off. I think Jets fans are rightfully excited and should be. The Packers fans might be a little bit more resigned to say, hey, you know, this this really good run that Tom was referring to of all this stability at the quarterback position, it's not necessarily done. You now have a guy who's been in the building for three years that you know really well and that you could pass the torch to. It's a lot different than when you have to draft a quarterback that you haven't seen out of college or that you're suddenly going out of the free agent market and you're bringing in someone who hasn't been in the building. They know what they've got with Jordan Love, and they were obviously comfortable enough to move on from Rodgers. I would also add on this that you look at the Packers from a perspective of getting it done before the draft. They now get the pick that they need the first round pick it's just two spots but guess what that's two spots that can ensure that they get a guy that they might have on their board and they also have the out that if you know, Rogers plays a couple years with the, pa- with the Jets they get that first round pick so I feel like the Packers are in a good place right now one of the interesting things with the Packers organization which I think is a point I would want to make they don't have an owner so there was no owner every day showing up at, you know, Goody's office and saying, get the job, get the trade done already. Get him out of here. There was no pressure like that. The fans, they wanted to see action. But of 31 different franchises where an owner might have been breathing down a general yeah. manager's throat or a Good coach's point. throat, like, what's the
2: latest with Rodgers? What's the latest it's with like Rodgers? Like they were what's for it? the Jets,
3: maybe. <laughs> they might have been. It might have been Woody Johnson, very much so, with Joe Douglas. Like, just get the job done. Um, Mark Murphy could take his sweet time. He could speak publicly. He could do what he had to do. And there wasn't going to be someone just breathing all over him saying, get it done. They got it done when the time was right. I think the Packers are in a good place right now. Are they a four-win team next year? Maybe. Mm. We'll see. But they had a way to transition from Rodgers after he didn't want to be there. And they have a guy that's waiting there that's been in the building with that coach it's about as good a situation as it could be considering the circumstances.
2: Yeah, it should work. And, and, and I, I would also, also phrase it like it better work. Mm. Matt LaFleur, l- let's go, baby. It's, it's your season now. Like, it's Jordan Love, but it is you. Matt LaFleur has coached one game in the NFL where Aaron Rodgers was not his starter and was a very underwhelming loss to Kansas City in which they didn't score much at all. We'll see what Matt LaFleur's made of now. We all really like him as a person. He's been accoladed and he's gotten this and that. The fact is, the takeaway moment from the Matt LaFleur... Era has been him taking the offense off the field against Tampa. That's the moment you'll remember, and maybe that's fair, maybe that's not. It's all gonna be on LaFleur now to say, like, I was not just a passenger on the Aaron Rodgers Express. I'm a great coach, I'm a great offensive mind. I also just there's that's so dangerous and it's so fun to try to constantly compare Rodgers taking over for Favre mm-hmm. to Love taking over for Rodgers, because there's a lot of symmetry. Um, Aaron Rodgers, this the 2008 season, he started as the starter. That'll be this year's for Jordan mm-hmm. Love. Aaron Rodgers had one start at that point. Jordan Love has one start mm-hmm. at this point. In the first start of the first season as his full as a full-time starter, Rodgers put a 48 against the Lions and threw three touchdown passes in the first four mm. drives. He just came out and cooked immediately. And listen... Tell me why Jordan Love should not do that. Because the only thing I don't I don't like about LaFleur right now is I'm not here for you to tell me to temper my expectations on Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. I, my expectations are pretty bleeping high. You traded up for him three years ago in the first round. He's been sitting around behind the maybe best quarterback of all time, watching, learning, being nurtured and provided. You know you're gonna draft him a wide receiver in the first round. So yeah, I'm not looking for the little baby steps year where you go seven and ten and he yep. throws for 12 interceptions and 20 touchdowns. It's time to go. You guys changed the whole organization to draft this guy and you stood behind him so no the warm-up seasons have been the last three years Rodgers didn't have one when he started and you don't have one I want to see him cooking from the get-go
5: yeah We'll want to see that. Will it happen? And I don't think my expectation is for it to happen. I think Green Bay making this move, to your point, Aaron Rodgers obviously didn't want to be in the building. So he's out of the building, you get the trade done, you get picks back for him, and you have your quarterback. I think for them now, you move forward and you're okay with Jordan Love going through his lumps because at this point, at some point, you have to leave the franchise quarterback. And if he doesn't want to be there, let him walk out the door. And I think on top of that, you look at Green Bay this past season, they weren't a playoff team. They lost to the Detroit Lions in that last game of the season. Aaron Rodgers wasn't an MVP this past season. He wasn't a rock star out there where now you're letting him walk out the door. And it's just like, well, hey, we just left our chances to win the Super Bowl where our quarterback was really good last season. And now you're telling me Jordan loves the guy. And now if he falls on his face, we could have had this guy who just balled out for us. That wasn't really the case. Obviously, I know Aaron Rodgers, best quarterback in Green Bay history, you can argue that, and a really good football player. But I think if there's a moment to transition after this past season, everything that transpired, the offseason beforehand of whether he wanted to play, didn't want to play, and now you get to this point, I think this is the best spot the Green Bay Packers could be in. You have your guy who's ready to go. I'm hoping there's guys within that building that have watched Jordan Love for the past three years in offseason and training camp throughout the season going on scout team that mm-hmm. feel excited about him, feel fired up to get in there in the offseason and to help him prove doubters wrong, all right, Rodgers walked out. Hey, it's not just Jordan Love to step up and play well yep. for us to be relevant this season. We all have to rally around him and get things going. So I think for Green Bay, hell yeah, you're fired up because you had a great quarterback from Favre to uh, to Aaron Rodgers, but now it's time to transition, and hopefully you know, Jordan Love can be the same type of player.
1: Yeah, there should be no oven mitts anymore. I actually think the transition should have been done already. I, I don't think there needs to be, there shouldn't, there can't, Because of all the smoke and mirrors and everything that went down surrounding this departure of your franchise quarterback, Jordan Love needs to be walking into that building. We saw the video of him last week when he was walking into voluntary workouts. I want to see Jordan Love's face. I want to know what this guy is about. I need answers. And this couldn't come at a better time, I think, for the Packers and for Jordan Love himself. The San Francisco 49ers are in a precarious situation with their quarterback situation. Who is it? Who is the guy? Who are you doing the next five years with? Who is under center? The Green Bay Packers, you have your answer. You have a one-year buffer to figure out whether you're going to pick up this guy's fifth-year option, whether or not you're going to give him a long-term contract. Or whether or not you're going to have your season go so woefully that next year you're picking at the number two overall pick. There's three different ways this thing could go. And I think the Packers now have been given the perfect platter of, here is your opportunity to find out what this guy is about. You go to walk into that building like you're growing your hair out for a reason, like there's an air of mystery about you. Tell us what you're about, Jordan Love. I want to see your face. I want to see your smirk. I want to see everything about your personality that tells me that you should be QB1. And then if the answers are correct, then the Mm. Packers did right a couple of years ago
3: you know, he was drafted the same draft class as AJ Dillon yeah he's he's older than Dobbs and he's older than Watson like it's not this young 21 no. year old yeah. guy coming in with all these veterans and having to prove himself he's been there as long if not longer than most of those guys sure the offensive line Bakhtiari's there and there's others but <clears throat> you know Alan Lazard's no longer on the roster mm-hmm. it's, right. Randall Cobb right now is probably not coming back to Green Bay it's it's going to be Jordan Love and a bunch of guys that he looks at as peers and guys who are younger than him that he's throwing to. There's no tight end on the roster of note. Tunyon's not there. This offense is very young.
6: Mm-hmm. Aaron
3: Jones is the only lone veteran. He was there, what, seven years? Uh, and he's back, and guess what? Aaron Jones going to have to... Pick up
2: Jones on was at the, the table for two days. He sat right here where Jason was, and I remember he kept saying, I just don't believe it. I don't believe it's gonna happen. Yeah. I think Because Rodgers when that was be-
1: happening, the flight was going across yeah. the country. Yeah, it was yeah. as they were going yeah. to
2: California. He said, I just don't believe it, don't believe it. And then sure enough, like a couple weeks later, there's video of him working out with Jordan Love and catching passes on it. So believe it, buddy, it happened.
5: Yeah. Mm. And in our division. Who's the best quarterback? Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Yeah. I, you watched the way they kind of unfolded last know, year, and Green Bay beat them. Yeah. And so it's just it's interesting this year to see. All right, Jordan Love's taking over. He's a mystery. What is he going to be? But he's not in a division with a ton of world beaters. The Detroit Lions have high expectations yeah. coming off last season. Chicago did a lot of losing last year. I know. Who knows what he well, can
2: Jay, be? Wait till Friday morning when we find out that the Vikings and Lions both drafted quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Well, who the hell right, knows? Right. Like uh, Thursday night, a lot of things will change. No doubt about Ooh. it.
1: All of a sudden I see a lot of parallels between the AFC East and the NFC North in terms of you might have a really great quarterback, but is your team from top to bottom better than the next guy? Mm-hmm. And what happens in January might not, might not matter who had the best quarterback in August.
3: Time for You're on the Clock, presented by Progressive. If you're asking why we're in these amazing pilot outfits, it's because we just did a mock M-A-C-H draft. Mm-hmm. We're going to do more mock draft simulator, though, here. It's something that we call, you bro, you're on the clock, or just you're on the clock, and presented by Progressive. With the 2023 draft just two days away, we wanted to play out some scenarios. Today, we are going to play out an option for the Detroit Lions.
2: Hell right? yeah, man. I'm going
3: to give out roles. Here's what we're going to do. Okay. Yeah. A little bit of simulation here. Jason, you're going to be playing the role of Lions general manager Brad Holmes. You have the ultimate decision. Editor.
5: I can see the similarities too. Okay. I'm all black guy. I like
3: Fine. it. Kyle, yeah. you will be head coach Dan Campbell. Also, can see some of the similarities. Give me
2: fuel. <laughs> give me fire. Give me that which I desire.
3: Metallic is having a moment. Yeah. Jamie, yep. you're going to be acting as Detroit's defensive coordinator and a big voice in the room, Aaron Glenn.
1: No likeness here. No, you do a no lot likeness. of
3: trash talking. That's
1: true. Yeah. <laughs> I'll talk
3: um, them. Let's see who's already. Off the board. Okay. Let's see who's been selected as the Lions are on the clock. Bryce Young went one. Okay. Tyree Wilson went two. Mm. Will Anderson went three. Anthony Richardson in a bit mm. of a surprise. Okay. Colts pull that one out. And they say, we're taking Anthony Richardson four. Jalen Carter five. So who is still available? The three edge rushers or three defensive linemen and two quarterbacks. Well, CJ Stroud is sitting there. Will Levis is there. You got mm-hmm. both top corners, Weatherspoon and Gonzalez. You got all the top tackles, Johnson, Skaronsky, got Nolan Smith, and of course you got the wild card running back, Bijan Robinson.
5: Hmm. Mr. Brad Holmes, yes. your
3: third draft. What are you going to do here for the Detroit Lions?
5: I see some good players available that we might have been targeting beforehand. I see some corners. I see Stroud is available. Mm. I don't know that we anticipated that, so
2: mm. we're thinking. Mm. Uh-oh. Whoa. Pick and it answer, up. Give me a second. You got That's it. Give me a second. And man. Yellow.
6: Brad. Rand Carthon from the Tennessee Titans here. Oh, I know the clock is ticking. Gosh, we have memories together. We used to work together with the Rams, and uh, we shared a philosophy. Go and get your guy. Yeah. Be aggressive. So that's what I'm doing with my first ever NFL draft. I'll be short and sweet. and give you our first-round pick, the 11th pick, and we'll give you our second-round pick, the 41st pick, Ah, And uh, we will also give you our second round pick from next year. So that's the 11th. That's the 41st. Mm -hmm. And next year's Mm -hmm. second round pick for the sixth Mm -hmm. overall pick. What do you say, pal? Mm.
5: (sighs) Let's discuss. uh, My goodness. uh, Guys, as you see this, I mean, they're talking about a first this year, two seconds. I mean, a second this year. And then uh, I mean, that gives us a haul of some picks for the sixth. I see some guys we like, some DBs. But is
1: the guy that we want here right now, or do we want a couple more options? Mm. (sighs) Your call, boss.
2: Do we like Jared? I mean we like Jared. Do we wanna go to battle with Jared next year? I'm telling tell me, brother, do we wanna go to battle with Jared? If not. If we want to go to battle with Jared, let's trade this sucker.
5: I mean, the way he played this year, the the tough thing is I'm looking at the future. Do Mm. we want to continue Mm. to pay him to be one of the top quarterbacks? A guy like C.J. Stroud could be the guy that can take us into the future. Mm. We save some money possibly moving into next year, and we're able to build around him.
1: But there are some great second-round defensive guys available that could help my defense. Mm. That we could use with those picks that they have up for grab with the Titans.
2: Anybody else making a deal? Oh. Answer the phone, man. Let's We're go. off to Never Never Land. Never Never Land.
5: Give me a second, guys. What's up?
1: <laughs> Brad,
6: it's crazy with the Vikings. We made a trade on draft night last year. You guys ended up getting Jamison Williams from us. I'm looking to go and move up and get someone with your current pick. We're going to ask you this deal. Gonna give you the 23rd overall pick, which is our first rounder from this year. We're also going to give you next year's first rounder from Minnesota, and then we're going to throw in our third rounder from this year. So we're mm. talking 23rd, a third from this year, and then our first for next year to move up to number six. And we see uh, a quarterback we like, and uh, I'm not going to lie to you, mm. we look forward to playing you
2: twice a year. Wow.
3: Well, trash talk at the end. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. I mean, of course he sounds like crap, by the way. He needs a lozenge or something. I mean, what do we something? got? Uh,
5: a <laughs> chloraseptic, man. I mean, let's let's think about where this puts us. This is two first-round draft picks. Yes, it's their 23rd compared to the Tennessee Titans' 11th, but this also gives them a young rookie quarterback that they're going with as we still have Goff. Is this working our advantage more than trading with the Tennessee Titans? I know it's within our division, but I don't know.
1: This draft is talented. We could use a guy still in the 20s from this year's first-round pick, but to have next year's first-round pick is huge. Mm.
2: Huge. Mm. I thought it was remarkable he divulged that he'll be taking a quarterback. That's uh, not <laughs> usually standard. <laughs> Very yeah. candid of Kweci. Uh I don't, I don't make deals with the enemy. I beat the enemy. Mm-hmm. I ain't Aww. trading squad in a division. You can't have so – you go, you go call some of these others. Go call the Bears. Go call the desperate Packers. Don't call the Detroit Lions in our division. Look for a trade. I'm out.
5: I hear that. And as I look at it, Kirk Cousins returning, their first-round pick next year may not be that desirable. Mm. It may be another pick, late 20s, may not be a spot that we really Thoughtful. need to be at. Thoughtful. So, uh, but the enemy sometimes can help. The enemy mm. sometimes can be... Oh, Pick
2: it up. Man, we're popping today. Pick guys. it up. Say who this. Talk to me.
6: Hey, Brad. Nick Casario here. Uh, I know we just made our selection second overall. I I, uh, I see that quarterback is slipping. We're going to make you a deal. Um, We're going to offer you our 12th overall pick, our third round pick, which is the 73rd overall pick, our fourth round pick, which is our 104th overall pick, and next year's second round pick. So to recap, Texans are going to give the Lions the 12th, the 73rd, the 104th and the next year's second round pick from the Texans for that sixth overall pick. What do you say, Brad?
5: Talk to us. You guys see this. I mean, look at all those numbers right there on the screen right there. I I mean, this is a ton of draft picks. That second round pick next year to go along with the 12th, 73rd, and 104. Mm. I mean, we can make a lot shake. We can even take those and trade back up at some point if we want to. What do you guys think?
1: Now I've drawn the parallel between the Titans and the Texans deal because the Titans are offering us just 11. Yeah. And so if we're going to go to 11, we might as well go to 12 and get more picks. Mm-mm. And it keeps us out of making deals with the division.
5: Now, do we think these picks are more valuable than what's available right now? Mm-hmm. That's our, that's our Boy, question. This? I think I would agree with you. The Texans deal is the best one on the table for us. But do we feel that like
2: that deal is better than a Witherspoon, Gonzalez, a Stroud? I like those corners. We lost to CUDA, man. I like the corners, but I like Jared. I, th- I think we stay with Jared. I think a team wants a quarterback that bad. We're out of division. Yep. We're out of conference. Got to see the Titans one one more time. The Titans one is interesting. Are you, sir?
3: I am now just a moderator.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Thank you,
5: thank you. first, first Security. He's that 41 used. looks good compared, compared to that
1: 73. Before you
3: flipped over the Texans one, this is right. interesting.
2: Six overall.
1: Why wouldn't you... Overall. Why... Forty-one is different than. Why wouldn't you get me? another pick this year?
2: Next year's second is real good from Houston. Yeah. I like next year's second man. I really do.
1: Because
5: then the combination you also of seventy-three get... and one hundred and four yes. yes. mm-hmm. is big.
3: Seventy-three is a third-round pick. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Forty-one is a top fifty player. Mm-hmm. No doubt about mm-hmm. it. No doubt mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. What does that Texans offer? Let's see that one more time.
5: Mm. It's a lot of picks. Mm-hmm. We can we can package seventy-three and one hundred and four possibly.
2: Also, look. I don't think Houston's doing squat this year. That second-round pick next year could be 35. It could be 34. Right outside of that, that could be bleeping 33. Mm. I like the Houston deal. That's, that's my take. That's a Dan man out. You like the Houston deal. Spoon hits.
1: If you're Aaron Glenn, that's your type. I'm, I'm stuck back at Dan Campbell's question, coach's question about whether or not Jared Goff's our guy and you're the only one that can answer it. Then I can mm. know where my defense is going.
5: Then you can know where your defense is going. Well, I can tell you this. Your defense is going to the top. Because right now, we're gonna drive Devin with us. Oh, <laughs> my oh my God! That's a boss man. Right Our window here. is open. We That's have a chance to take Red this division. Holmes. We have a chance to take this division. We just missed the playoffs. Why the hell are we building for the future Mm -hmm. when we can win right now? Mm -hmm. Give me a difference maker (laughs) in the secondary. We added some veteran corners already, and now we throw him into the mix. His college teammate, Kirby Joseph, the last one to pick off, the last pass Rodgers threw as a Green Bay Packer. And Cusario now we pair just fell those off two. his chair, man. If
1: Kirby Joseph can pick <laughs> off Aaron Rodgers three times, and I think uh, Devin Witherspoon can pick off Jordan Love six times in a game.
2: You see that son of a gun brought the ball to New York City he in really a bag. Did. I love <laughs> yeah, that, Kirby love that Joseph. Uh, he's the boss, man. You made the call. Don't question. Play me. your master. Here we go. Well, this is awesome. The NFL is teaming up with The shop uninterrupted for a limited series featuring the top players and personalities of the 2023 NFL draft. And here to tell us more, please welcome from the West Coast, the land of the Lakers with a 3-1 lead in their series, co-host of the Shop, Matt Ricardo, a co-creator of the Shop,
7: Paul Rivera. What's up, guys? What's up, uh, What's up, everybody? Thanks for having us. Love the show. Watch it every Fired
2: up to have you. Fired up about the show and everything that is going on. The limited series is called Draft Day in the Shop. Paul, tell us right now. We want to know which prospects are going to be featured and what went into deciding who would appear on the show.
8: So I have the list right here that in typical fashion I haven't really studied yet, but here's the list. Um, (laughs) We have Will Anderson Anderson, Jr., Paris Johnson Jr., CJ Stroud, and Bryce Young, and a couple other surprises. So... We're really excited. I would love to tell you that uh, there was this really detailed um, process in picking our guests. It really came down to who Maverick Carter wanted to talk to, who's the biggest collegiate football fan in my life. (laughs)
1: Well, he's a smart man then because that list just sounded like a who's who of draft prospects ahead of this upcoming weekend in Kansas City. Draft Day in the Shop will premiere exclusively on NFL Plus Thursday at noon Eastern. Maverick, since you are the one that's making all these decisions about who's on the show, let's talk about what you're going to talk about topics-wise. What did you want to cover with these young men? And you must have had one name that you were most looking forward to talking to.
7: Well, yeah, I didn't make – the decision-making process for me is easy on this topic because I'm from Akron, Ohio so I am a Buckeye loyalist. So it started Let's with go. all the Buckeyes, yeah. Paris and CJ and it the, started with them and then everybody else was secondary. No, I'm kidding but I'm a Buckeye loyalist <laughs> really. um, rooting for the Bucks always. I, you know, the thing that we want to talk about is what we talk about in the shop is cover topics about life. Obviously we'll talk a bit about football and and, and where they're going and what they expect, but more so just about the, the the show, the shop is based on empowering community and the shop. Everyone knows when you go to the barbershop in your community, you'd always have athletes, but we want to talk to them about being more than an athlete. So we're excited to talk to all these guys as they prepare to get ready to get drafted and for their lives to change in every aspect of, uh, that you can think about. So we're going to talk to them about all of it.
3: I think The Shop broke the mold when it first came out in 2018. I specifically remember episodes with President Obama, with David Beckham. You brought people from all different races, religions, backgrounds, mm-hmm. sports, put them all together in a comfortable setting. Tell us about The Shop as a franchise and what it's meant to you guys as you start to expand beyond basketball and beyond just lifestyle and culture, but now really hitting the NFL.
8: Yeah, I think, um, I think you hit the nail on the head. We view The Shop as a franchise not just a, a TV show. Um, for us, that means a lot of things, right? It means hopefully great content, um, experiences and products. And to Mav's point, everything we do at the core of it is empowerment um, of athletes and talent. Um, we've been blessed, truly blessed. Some of the names you mentioned, sometimes in the room, I find myself and I'm like, wow, I can't believe you know Jay-Z's to my left or Bad Bunny's to my right. Or um, So it's been really excited. Uh, really exciting, I'd say. Partnering with the NFL has been, you know, also a dream come true. You know, even seeing the little NFL logo next to our logo, Hell yeah. um, it, they've been an incredible partner for us. And honestly, we're probably having the most fun. If you see any episodes of the shop, Mav and I are having the most fun, and um, we're just, uh, you know, this is just an additional step for us in in, in our partnership with the NFL and uh, expanding the shop franchise to something as incredible as the NFL Draft.
5: Yeah, the guests have been amazing. Uh, I've been impressed more by the content. The barbershop is a spot that's always open, and it's honest. I can remember being there growing up. You'd hear all types of language, but you'd hear a variety of topics, and that's what I love most. And, Mav, last year, Amazon Prime Video teamed up with you guys for Thursday Night Football in the shop. And in previous years in the shop, it included appearances from Mahomes to Tom Brady, all types of guys. Do you have one story from anybody that appeared on the shop that stuck out to you?
7: Yeah, the, my, people asked my, my favorite moment on the show. And honestly, it was a moment on an episode we had Idris Elba, Kyrie Irving, um, and some others, and Drew Barrymore. And Drew Barrymore, she said something about the show that that really stuck with me. And she said, you guys, having a, this show gets very deep without being too serious. And that's that's what we go for, right? We want to get into the stories. Of humans, right? We're a show that brings on people who are very well-known athletes and non-athletes and actors and creators, but we want the audience to be able to watch a conversation and feel like they're seeing a conversation that they should not be listening to, right? That they're almost like, oh man, I've snuck into a room and listening to a conversation I shouldn't be hearing because these people are getting more personal than ever, and really opening up and sharing. And she went so far to really talk to us about her life and had all of us crying, including myself. PR still claims he wasn't crying, but if you go back and watch the tape, you'll definitely see uh, tears running down his face too.
2: I believe it. It's incredible. And I mean, what a crew. Idris... Kyrie and Drew Barrymore is an eclectic group, and it's an I incredible. I want to watch Travis
3: Scott and Seth Rogen. Like they, they, get they got a the greatest them all. like mixed bag of of it people. It really is right.
2: good. And one of the reasons we love the shop is that in our own way we identify with it. Every single morning we come here, and it's just four friends talking about football. And we've talked about all things football. We have to ask you this. One of the things we've talked about before, we've talked about the Fighting Irish. I'm talking about St. Vincent, St. Mary's, specifically the '99 squad. Maverick, you were the number one wide receiver. There was a 6'6 freshman who played a wide out named LeBron. Tell us about that time in for Saint Mary, St. Saint Mary's football, and if LeBron would have gone with football, something we've asked aloud at this table, where would his life and career have gone?
7: That team, honestly, we were overachievers because we were not expected to be that great. But we played a very tough schedule, finished 6-4, and four, went into the playoffs. And honestly, if our coach wouldn't have been so stubborn and was willing to play freshman (laughs) like our basketball coach was willing to, we would have went a lot further, but he waited too long to put LeBron in the game. But if LeBron would have kept playing football and focused in football, he's not joking when he says football was his first love. Listen, we're from Ohio. where When you're a baby boy born in Ohio, they put a football basically in the incubator with you. So we, we play football. We love it, breathe it. I love the NFL. It's my favorite sport to watch. Um I really do think he would have had a shot and definitely played in the NFL. How good he would have been, he could have been all the way to all pro or but definitely would have made and played in the NFL for sure.
2: <laughs> it's incredible I to love think it about. <laughs> I love that you have the insight. It's the kind of things that they talk about on the shop which is not just a show, it is a franchise. Uh, guys, it is so awesome to have you on Maverick and Paul. It's Where very cool. Oh. I hope CJ Stroud goes number 1 overall guys. Let's go. Go, Let's get go it.
0: Bucks. Oh.